She Did It Her Way podcast, episode 128 with Cordova Pleasance on how to write a business plan, part one of a six-part series. Welcome to the She Did It Her Way podcast, a collective of interviews with top female entrepreneurs from around the globe who have done it their way. These women are disruptors, savvy, courageous, confident, innovative, decisive, unconventional, and humble. Our ladies have proven business models, have taken risks, and have failed only for success to follow. Join us as they share their stories, behaviors, habits, mindset, thought processes, and what it is like to be a woman who means business. And now, here's your host, Amanda Bolin. Hey, She Did Her Way listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the She Did Her Way podcast. I'm so excited to kick off this six-part series with Cordova, who is the founder of Resolute Boutique, and she has been gracious and vulnerable enough to take us behind the scenes of her business and the mistakes that she's made and how she has built her business over time. In today's episode, specifically, we're going to go through her business plan and get into the nitty-gritty on what she laid out in certain specific or like specific parts of her business plan. So you definitely want to make sure that you guys tune into this episode. If you're thinking of starting a business, tune in to hear how Cordova has written her business plan and how you can do that as well. And then make sure you head on over to resoluteboutique.com forward slash she, which will have this link in our show notes as well, so that you guys can see a list of Cordova's favorite resources that she's used to help build the foundation of her business along with the top three pod, uh, products that she believes every girl boss should own and also a discount coupon code worth $25 to her store. And she's got some really cute stuff on there. So make sure you guys head on over there as well. You can find her on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest and be part of the Resolute Boutique community. So coming up next with Cordova on how to write a business plan. And one more thing, of course, we are doing a Facebook Q&A live with Cordova next Monday on the 13th, Facebook Live. We're going to be doing it from the She Did It Her Way Facebook page. If you guys have any questions at all, feel free to comment on the blog for this Well, yeah, show notes for the blog. That's what I meant. But comment there, and then we're going to take all the questions, but you can also feel free to comment on Instagram for today's uh, launch when we go ahead and post that. That'll let us know. We can take the questions, and then we'll have that Facebook Live Q&A with Cordova next Monday at 7 p.m. Cordova is going to take us through her business plan outline, how she created it. So she, I'm going to let her talk probably a lot more than than myself. I might jump in and ask more probing questions, but for the most part, I'm going to let her cover top to bottom how she built her business um, business plan. So take it away. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda. Hey, everybody. This is Cordova, and I am the owner of Resolute Boutique and Lifestyle up here in Alaska. And I thought it would be fun to deep dive into my business plan because when I was in your guys' shoes or, you know, in the very beginning of the stages, I found it really helpful to to just listen to somebody who kind of had an idea of how they were going to stage their business. So um, as far as topics, we're going to go talk about the intro, the customer pain, the mission, my vision, the organization chart, likes and dislikes. We're going to talk about product and sourcing, packaging and shipping, Uh, because I am an e-commerce business. We're also going to go into the avatar side of things, my customer, you know, what makes up my customer. We're going to talk about marketing a little bit, financial projections, financial goals, uh, use of fund schedule, and my budget. And then last but not least, um, an exit strategy. So, you know, just giving it a big picture, it was, it took me about two weeks to really sit down and write out this business plan. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a pain in the ass, but you got to do it because when things start moving and your business starts going, this document becomes like, it is your blueprint to your foundation and how you're going to get from point A to point B. So I had this really wise neighbor of mine. <laughs> she <laughs> was Italian and her name was Titi. And she only came in the summertime because she lived in Italy in the winters. Oh. And she, 
<laughs> right? Seriously, and, sign me up. Where can I get I that? Seriously. <laughs> and she told me, whatever you do, make a 10-year plan. Because 10 years is a good chunk of time to do something in full completion. Um, so that's kind of what I did. I said, okay, I'm going to do a 10-year plan for this business. And at the end of 10 years, I'm going to reevaluate it. Should I, you know, exit? Should I reinvest? Should I, you know, what should I do? So 10 years. So I guess we'll go into the intro. We'll start with, with that. And basically I am a women's boutique designed for the independent and chic adventurer. Um, so basically women who live in Northern climates or the rainforest who want like an, an online space for them to go to, to not only shop, but then also get information on how to travel within Southeast Alaska and what to wear. Um, so it's basically kind of a hangout spot, um, on the internet <laughs> for exploration and clothing and good stuff like that. So here in Southeast Alaska, my customer pain um, is often, you know, where can we even go shopping? In our previous podcast, I, I told you guys that sometimes we'll fly down to Seattle. You know, it's 900 miles away to, you know, so to go shopping. Crazy. Yeah, but it's so true. And so most of us order online anyway. So I wanted to create a store that was online but meant for this area so that I could connect with um, other Alaskans and other communities. And um, that way, you know, eventually, hopefully branch out to basically any northern climate like Colorado or, you know, um, Wyoming or even Norway and just kind of hone in on an online store that was meant for the north and not like California or mm -hmm. <laughs> like Florida. Uh, so my mission is to bring the most uh, unique clothing items to women across the state, the Northwest region, and to incorporate like a forethought of our environment through retail sales, because it's not just about the clothing. Um, that's really, you know, the, the financial engine behind the bigger picture of my business. I need, you know, the retail sales to help drive the lifestyle side of the business, which is throwing events um, that are basically for women, anybody that wants to come to Southeast Alaska to learn something new and do something good for the environment, but all at the same time, like having a great time with like music and wine and, you know, painting our nails, but, you know, also painting a lighthouse and doing something totally out of the ordinary that's just in general good for everybody. So my vision is, you know, through the sales of boutique style clothing, women will feel empowered by their everyday wear as well as through their environment. And over time, um, I have, I will develop and I'll be launching this in March, a monthly paid membership, uh, which will basically you get special perks to the store, but it's more over, um, like a special invite and exclusive product. And mm. uh, yeah, just that's where the invitations come to go on these events. Like uh, the first event that I want to plan is going out to one of the lighthouses on another island kind of nearby. Yeah. And those poor lighthouses need help all the time because they're, they just get racked by the, the weather and it's all volunteer work, but how fun would it be to just have a girl party out on an island where we just hang out at a lighthouse and paint it and fix it up good and just have a great time. So that's what the captain circles. So it's like a little business within the boutique. So I'm really trying to build a community centered around that. So as far as an organization chart, um, this, you know, it kind of seems far out. Can I ask you a quick question? Absolutely. So going back to when the 10 year mark and building out your business plan, did you meet with any resistance internally with yourself of like, oh my gosh, I'm putting something on paper. Like this is putting me in a box and will I be able to change it? Did you ever have any sort of internal dialogue that you found yourself going back and forth or having a hard time to stick like an anchor in the, in the ground? Um, I did at the very beginning, but then once my ideas just started pouring out of my of my mind of like, this is what I want to do. Like this this business encompasses literally everything that I love, mm -hmm. <laughs> and because I just 
for the last um, five to seven years, I've I was kind of struggling to stick with the job because after about a year, I would get really bored of it. You know, and they were great jobs. I um, I've done everything from working in a cubicle to on a construction site, being the safety uh-huh. officer. And, you know, while I loved all those jobs, it just wasn't fulfilling in a way that that this business is. Because of this, I can totally put everything that I have and focus into it and help build it. And I know, you know, if I do this for my 10-year plan, I can really get into it and really dive into it. And if you love it that much and you've got that passion behind it, mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be difficult. And that's what I kept telling myself. And then after I got it on paper, uh, I just, I actually, I was telling my girlfriend this the other day, I just, I've spent a lot of time laying awake at night because I'm so excited. Oh. I, yeah. And so when you find yourself just, you can't sleep because you're so excited about, you know, what's coming or, you know, oh, I just got this idea. You know, you kind of give yourself that grace and know that you're you're on the right track for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing that. And I echo the sentiments about being excited about things. So totally. Okay, now take us to the organizational chart. Okay, so when I was first writing the organizational chart, I, I was feeling like, you know, this is totally nuts. Like, <laughs> I don't even have a business yet, and I'm, like, thinking about, you know, <laughs> my who's going to be under me. But, you know, I really wanted to create – I kind of looked at other businesses to help me build this plan. And one of – there's a local shoe store in town, and I heard through the grapevine that they do, like, a million dollars in sales a year. So I kind of looked at them and I said, okay, that's how much inventory they have. That That's how many employees they have. And that's what they're doing with a million dollars in sales. Okay, mm. I want to double that. <laughs> and so who do I need underneath me? And it felt really crazy while I was writing this. Um, but it turns out that I'm actually kind of needing these positions. And I'm only a couple weeks into into business. Oh um, so, so I am the owner, you know, my top of the tree here. And then I've got... A marketing person and then a website person and then I'm going to you know I have in here a couple interns <laughs> to deliver packages because I do do same day delivery in Juneau where I'm located yeah so yeah uh, so I I kind of wrote up those position descriptions you know as an office administrator and kind of you know knowing that probably I'm going to adjust how these are written out and what their actual duties are but just having the documents in place pretty much laid the foundation you know for myself and to be prepared so that I knew you know come spring or when things are starting to pick up I already have it in place it's just a matter of implementation Mm -hmm. so (laughs) I'm actually very glad that I did that (laughs) yeah I mean that I love how you were open and said, you know, at first it was weird that you were writing down the organizational chart. I mean, I like candidly have not, I've not done that. And I'm like, mm, maybe that's how I'm going to spend tonight is doing that. <laughs> yeah, it's it sounds crazy. But when you like make your little balloon chart of, you know, who is under you and then who falls under that person. Yeah. It's, it's actually nice to just mentally visualize like how, how you will build it and how you will scale. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a good yeah. Oh yeah. Now I'm like, okay, can we end now? I'm gonna go build my org chart. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, no, definitely keep going. Cause I'm looking at the list and I know we have a ton of like really other amazing stuff to get to. And I'm excited yeah. to hear. Okay. So um likes and dislikes. So for me this was a personal thing, you know, things that I like. Again, like I I spend a lot of time I'm I've always spent a lot of time surfing online stores and so I picked a handful of my favorite online stores and kind of pulled my favorite pieces the you know the checkout process or how they displayed their products or you know things that made it smooth from the customer's standpoint and then I built that into my idea for the website for my own website and my dislikes are basically cheap asshole companies that exploit. <laughs> so I I just cannot stand cheap clothing that ruins people's lives overseas or 
you know, it was really bad for the environment. I just came across this terrible video about all these clothes that end up in landfills and how they just don't uh, decompose and they're really bad for the environment because of all the dyes that are being used and it's just, it's terrible. So I've spent a lot of time really researching and finding clothing that is tries to be eco-friendly and clothing that is built with quality so it's going to last you know several years mm-hmm. it's not just going to be like one of those trend like h&m pieces that you get to wear once and then it just disintegrates on the dance floor <laughs> yeah I know I I used to get so wrapped up I mean some h&m's got very cute clothes Totally. Um, but yeah, the, the long-term sustainable wear of it is not that long. And so then you're like, well, even though it's really cheap, like I'll get, still get a, yeah, it's a battle of like, do I do it or do I not? Totally. And, and it's, there's a documentary out there that talks about, um, fast fashion mm-hmm. and how, I mean, it just exploits like countries like India and Thailand. I mean, it's just killing the the environment because they're just ruining the land just and all in the sake of you know these ten dollar shirts that america is just spitting out so i i don't like that at all (laughs) i want to move away from that and i really want to focus on clothing that is good and has good intentions and you know something that you actually love and is going to last so yeah um so for competitors so i'm my competitors, I've, I kind of have two different types of competitors. One competitor is the boutique side, you know, who am I competing with for, like, retail stuff. And, of course, I have, um, here in June, I have brick-and-mortar stores that are my competition. But then also online, I have competitors as well. Um, and for the lifestyle side of things, you know, like Eddie Bauer and Cabela's and North Face you know, those types of things. So I'm trying to really find my niche and find something that combines style and adventure. Um, and I, you know, w- when you're kind of outlining your, outlining your competitors, you know, don't be shy. Like, who do you want to compete with? Okay, well, I want to compete with Eddie Bauer Ooh. and Cabela's because they're like crazy big and I want to be better than them. So let's put them down on paper as your competitors. And yeah. And, you know, just do it. Because <laughs> I think if you, it's like a mindset thing. If you make your competitor like some really small company that you're, you know, you're going to try and beat them, then your ambitions are, they're not as grand as they could be. So I always say, you know, shoot for the stars, land on the moon kind of a thing. Yeah. I it, like in pushing yourself. I had an experience like that last week when I went to a workout class. It was called Metcon. <laughs> And it was metabol. It's metabolic conditioning, and people who are really fit go to this class. And while I can like <laughs> play soccer, I can do sports. I'm semi like fairly athletic. I uh-huh. like showed up, and I was totally. And it, it's not even like timing. It's just whenever you complete the round of workout, so it is clearly visible as to like who's taking the longest and who's finishing first. And I was like, oh my gosh, like. I am going to be holding up everyone else before we get to the next exercise. And then I had to tell myself to be like, calm your jets. Like this is a good thing because you are like pushing yourself. And so when you're competing with like other people who do things really well, it makes you even better at what it is that you're doing. Totally. And there's a saying that says, you know, you're the average of the five friends that you hang out with mm-hmm. or you surround yourself with so if you're so and that's in any situation so if you're surrounding yourself you know with these top athletes you're gonna try your damn best to be a top athlete yeah you I'm know, like versus, I do not want to be last yeah <laughs> if you go hang out with five you know couch potatoes like be a yeah pretty good that's when they're like you for the one rep it was you could do five pull-ups or 10 trx body weight pull-ups and I'm like yeah I'm gonna be doing the 10 trx body weight pull-ups I can't do pull-ups but oh yeah and another quote that I love that um one of my mentors told me is like if you're the smartest person in the room then you're in the wrong room totally yeah so yeah so build that into your business plan like you know come up with these crazy businesses that you want to compete with and and do it you know Mm -hmm. see where you get 
All right, so moving on to product overview. So my the physical product that I have is the clothing. And then as my business grows, you know, a couple years down the line, the product will be a membership service of the Captain Circle. But for now, uh, focusing on the boutique. So brands that I like, uh, I had basically had my friends go through their closets and <laughs> we came up mm-hmm. with a list of, you know, BB Dakota and um, Free People and Hazel all these great brands, and so I kind of, I made a list of those. Um, Then I also wanted to have Alaska brands as well, so Salmon Sisters and some really great knit uh, crocheted hats, and um, I really want to do seal skin slippers because those things, oh my god, so the northern part of Alaska, we so there's 11 different types of Alaska natives. And in the northern part, that's where the Nupiak and the Eskimo and the Yupik Eskimos are. And they make mm. these unbelievable slippers out of seal skin. And they, like, you put your feet in them and it's like, it's like you have heated socks on. There's <gasps> nothing warmer. I want nothing. a coat made out of that, like ASAP. Oh, yeah. Totally. And there's hats and coats and all, and mittens. Oh my God. And it is unbelievable how warm they are. So I, I definitely want to have Alaska vendors in place because, you know, That's you got to. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, as far as sourcing goes, you know, where am I going to get all this stuff and packaging? And so I mentioned this in the previous um, podcast is – I really wanted to attend the trade show down in Las Vegas because that was really where I was going to find all these vendors and have be able to have a face-to-face conversation with these vendors versus calling them over the phone and not really knowing what I'm doing. But I figured if I could go to Vegas and you know get my head in the game and attend these seminars that were happening and meet these vendors before I even opened my business, I could really understand how the retail business works. And Mm. so I listed that, you know, I am going to attend this Las Vegas show in 2016. And this was, you know, I wrote this business plan months before the actual show. Um, So you just got to do that. You got to outline exactly what you're going to do and make it happen. Um, So, and then packaging, I found out that you can get free boxes from USPS. <laughs> so, what? Yeah, you can have, even better, you can have them delivered to your house. So I just went online. Wait, and I, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> yeah. What? Are, the, are these like the express boxes or just straight up like? The, the priority boxes. Oh, and, and you can, can get, get them delivered. Yeah. So you just go online and you order, you know, 100 <gasps> boxes of this size, 25 boxes of that size. And then a week later, they show up at your house and you paid zero dollars. Oh, my so. gosh. That Okay, so I have taken up a hobby. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit this. I love eBay when I don't – when I have things that I don't have a need for them anymore. I mean, like, I've, like, made a massive – like, a decent chunk of change off of eBay getting rid of stuff that I don't even like. And But I would always have to – I would always drive to the U.S. Postal Office. But I'm totally going to go online and buy those boxes now. Yeah, because they show up for free. <laughs> free 99. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, the, that took care of my boxes. And I do, you know, as soon as I start turning some more profit, I do want to have better boxes that are kind of made for, you know, how you open them and how you receive them versus just a straight up boring box that you, that comes in the mail. But for now, free, I will take free boxes, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. Um, and then I also wanted to do tissue paper and then I wanted to have a sticker because I wanted it to be when you received a box from the Resolute, I wanted it to be like a gift for yourself, you know, cause anytime you order online, you like you get it in the mail and it does feel like a gift for yourself, but it's even better when it's nicely wrapped and it comes really pretty. And so this was a really fun part for me because I ordered clothes online from various companies just to see how they came in the mail. And it was really surprising how it turned up because some of you would pay outrageous prices for some items and they would show up in like this crappy box that was like mm-hmm. smashed and you know, what the heck? And then you'd get another box. Um, this one company, Miko Swimwear, which is a high-end swimwear out of Hawaii, 
they make awesome suits and it came in the mail and it was like god had blessed me this day <laughs> like i opened the box and there's like this beautiful letter inside and a sleeve that's on cardstock and it tells you the return process and then it's wrapped in this custom like clear ziploc bag and you're just oh my like gosh this is awesome like what I an experience exactly and so i wanted to create something like that like i didn't want to just ship out you know, stuff. I wanted it to be when you received it, you really felt like you were giving, you know, getting a gift from yourself and it's beautiful every time. And so I wanted to put some effort into creating, you know, spending money on the tissue paper and the the custom stickers. And then um, I also created a postcard that goes in with the package so I don't do invoices with the package because invoices are emailed to you so what I did was I created a little postcard and on one side it's like you know thank you so much for your purchase if you uh, post your stuff on Instagram using hashtag resolute babe you know I'll give you 10 bucks off your next purchase and then on the back side it's instructions of how to return and then just reminding the customer you know, I'm trying to be eco-friendly by not including an invoice and extra paper. So it was emailed to you, but here's the return process if you'd like to return. And then just for fun, I include a little shell <laughs> that's oh. glued onto the little postcard because I wanted, you know, you, I don't know, <laughs> it seems awesome. And I was researching, you know, how to make your packages memorable. And some people, they'll include like a piece of chocolate or, you know, something extra surprise and mm -hmm. I didn't want to do chocolate because you know if the chocolate melted for whatever <laughs> yeah that would be terrible yeah. I mean chocolate would be amazing to eat but yes if it melted and then yeah mm, it doesn't look so good either so I thought a shell would be really fun and you know a shell from Alaska because I live on the beach and so every time you'd get a different shell so you could either you know collect them or just appreciate them whatever but either way it's just something unique and um and different a little extra bonus so um okay next we're moving into the avatar or the customer overview and this i've you know i was kind of i skipped over quite a bit when i was first writing this business plan because i just i was kind of shy around it i was beating around the bush mm -hmm. but now i am so thankful that i really dive deep into the avatar and who they are because eventually you're going to need to find out where these people hang out and you're going to have to go there uh, to be able to provide your service or your product so for my avatar they are women ages 25 to 37 they are outdoor adventurers, they're risk takers, they're travelers, explorers, freebirds, they're chic, they're playful, they're sexy, they're classy, spontaneous, um, maybe they're a young mother, uh, they live in southeast Alaska or the Pacific Northwest or cold climate, um, and basically they are fashion bloggers, stylists, and travel bloggers. And, you know, that sounds like a lot of words, but put all those words out there and put them on paper because you're going to be able to come back to that later and, you know, okay, risk taker. Oh, okay, well, uh, a classy woman or a spontaneous woman. You're going to be able to use those words and kind of find different areas of where these women hang out. Mm -hmm. Now, did you, did you like Google or do any sort of research to help you stir up creativity in order to think of those words and really get clear? Or was that just a, a brain mind dump from your brain? Both. I, I listened to specific podcasts about creating your avatar and the importance of creating your avatar and really how to do that. Because I, I want to do this as best as possible. And I'm, um, a little side note, I was very fortunate uh, in the creating of this business and that I, I gave myself nine months to lay the foundation of this business. And I really spent the time um, learning as much as I could, you know, about things like who, how to create your avatar or, you know, how to get free boxes and just really taking the time to 
lay the foundation because once your business gets launched and started, things are rolling and you're not going to have time to go back and reevaluate or learn who your avatar is. Mm. It's so awesome when you can you can just say out loud, oh, I already know who my avatar is. Moving on, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm so, sure it's quite powerful and, like, inspiring. Oh, yeah. It's really nice. I mean, it just – I can't believe that I did this. I'm, like, patting myself on the back. <laughs> like, heck, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, and then it was broad. You know, I was thinking, okay, my avatar, it's just a woman – um, in this age group. But what I learned and what I researched is take it a couple steps further. What are their interests? You know, who are they? What are their characteristics? What do they like to do in their off time? Um, and then one thing that my that I added as my one step further was a college degree or some sort of higher education, some type of a professional. Um, and my husband said that that sounded snotty. <laughs> but I don't mean it to be snotty. I'm just aiming for that type of demographic because typically, and you know, I'm not saying, you know, if you don't have a college education or some sort of higher education, like you can't be here. No, no. I'm just aiming for that type of demographic because typically or generally what you find is women with some sort of a, a education like that, they appreciate proper spelling and grammar, or they are interested in history and philosophy, and they tend to have a more disposable income. Because, you know, I don't want to sell cheap, crappy clothing. Mm -hmm. I'm not not going for volume. I'm going for, um, like, less is more. And, you know, quality items that are at a higher price point. And I feel like, these my avatar can afford that price range and actually it's kind of funny because I've been aiming for this demographic and I the sales that I've had so far are in this demographic no way yeah I've had I've had a few um uh very nice professionals in the medical field and yeah it's it's cool to see that transformation awesome yeah um and then you know, what does your avatar dislike? So the dislikes for my avatar, they hate bad customer service. They don't like to wait a long time to receive their merchandise. They don't like clothes that fit funny um, or when the description is off. And they don't like feeling like an average customer, like they forgot. Okay, Mm -hmm. so by outlining those dislikes, you can kind of better your business around that. And I created those dislikes from myself. Like when I shop online, what is so annoying? You know, customer service. Oh God. You know, <laughs> you lost yeah. my back. It showed up with chocolate all over it. <laughs> <laughs> or like a smashed it. box. Yeah. And then when you can't get a hold of anybody or it's just, yeah, don't like that. Um, and then wants and likes for the avatar so what does my customer want they want trendy styled pieces that work for their climate Um, outfit advice for adventurers or outings and how to incorporate those pieces into work attire so how do you translate you know a silk top from day to night Um, how to incorporate certain trends into everyday life work life social life um They want videos of outfits, quality pictures of outfits and clothing items. They want good descriptions, including what to pair the item with. Um, They also enjoy free shipping. They like on-the-go outfits, beautiful packaging. They like to feel special as a customer. And they like exclusivity and community. So creating that. Um, Other things that they like, they like to have fun. They like family, working, activities. They like online shopping. They like shopping from home. They love same-day delivery, free shipping. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Great customer service, and they love to feel special. So that's that's my avatar. And, you know, really spend time on, on that avatar will help you so much in finding these women. So, Amanda, (laughs) this is why I have so wanted to be on your podcast because your audience 
is my audience and that they're women, um, you know, in that age group and they're adventurers, you know, they're, they're bold women. You guys mm-hmm. are all of the listeners who are listening in right now, you're listening to this podcast because you're about to do something different or you're thinking about it. <laughs> Amen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I honed in on you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Uh, so uh, do you have any questions about avatars? No, I mean, I. this is all stuff that is so important to do and I mean I'm embarrassed to say like I've started doing those things and then I've I've personally met resistance and then never picked it back up although now at this stage of the game it's been two years I feel confident that I could sit down and and do these things but to the audience and people listening do what Cordova did and don't wait and do it sooner rather than later and then you will attract like the people that you want to attract in your avatar and make things possible and happen like you like Cordova you did here right like yeah super smart so I I'm like eating all of this up not <laughs> legit not literally but you know what I mean totally <laughs> and I'm eating all yeah. that chocolate <laughs> <laughs> gotta have it yes. yeah so you know it, it is intimidating to sit down and put it on paper but like I said, I gave myself nine months, I gave myself a grace period to really just like be a sponge and soak up as much as possible. And I really looked to companies that were, you know, six and seven figure companies and their advice and, you know, what their companies look like and looking to them, they knew exactly who their customer was. And so, you know, I, I did spend quite a bit of time investigating who my avatar who I wanted my avatar who I what customers do I want to deal with you know I want to deal with these women because they sound awesome yeah (laughs) I I don't really want to deal with you know women that don't appreciate you know ecotourism or you know complain over a $20 shirt because it has half the amount of dye or you know whatever so Mm. Choose your audience. Who do you want to work with? And then go from there. Love it. All right. So market overview. So I created, oh my gosh, for my marketing strategy, you know, like how are you going to get your business out there? You know, whatever business you're doing, whether you're doing a service or some some type of a product, physical product, retail how are you going to get yourself known? And it's, you know, one thing if you're doing a brick and mortar because, you know, people drive by or walk by or whatever. But if you're online, like the online world is huge. And I feel like that's where you can even play back into your avatar is how to find your audience. Like where is your audience hanging out? And so um, I wanted to begin my marketing strategy with really getting my roots really good in Southeast Alaska and all the little communities surrounding it. Uh, Because as an Alaskan, we travel a lot. And so if you, you know, if you make a good name for yourself in Southeast Alaska, you eventually, you know, you're going to have connections all over the world because Alaskans travel everywhere. And so I really, really wanted to hone in on Southeast Alaska, but then also in the online world, my social media um, was a huge, is my huge, like biggest outreach, um, like uh, avenue, I guess. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of advertising and social media work. And I, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram and emails and blog and how to grow your audience and get traffic from the online world because my store is online. So I actually wrote up an entirely different document about my marketing strategy because I have done so much research and podcast listening um, on how to engage an online community and how to find them. So maybe we can save that for another Another day because that's a big one. <laughs> yeah, let's definitely because I want to. Um, yeah, I if it's something that we think that could be its own, we'll hold that and then do an entire deep dive if you're cool with that. Absolutely, because there's some really fun stuff at, about their um, like sales funnels, you know, how to build like a four or five step sales funnel. And it's not that you're trying to be um, like 
persistent or you're trying to be annoying to these people or you're trying to hook them in or, you know, you're trying to be shady. The goal is to find your audience and provide them with the best that you can. Like you're not trying to scam anybody by doing a sales funnel. You're basically finding the people who should be your customer and then, and then leading them in the direct right direction to your store and to your Mm. products, how you can help them. And so, yeah, I, that I think that deserves its own discussion. Yeah. Let's definitely do that. Cool. You sorry guys, you're gonna have to wait for another one. (laughs) (laughs) bring your coffee (laughs) um so next is financial projections and so this part was like you know i'm writing this and i haven't sold a damn thing (laughs) yeah i mean i gotta imagine you're kind of like well where the heck do i even like it's like throwing a dart on the dartboard you're like "Mm, 100 million dollars sounds fabulous no (laughs) yeah exactly totally and so i'm sitting here like i'm gonna write my financial projections and i you know I learned in my research through all this that it's actually really helpful to do this because then you can kind of outline like little sales goals for yourself. And I never really expected to come back to this part of my document, but here I am looking right at it. And I kind of really like, I love having it because now I, I've outlined where I should be and when. So mm-hmm. I went crazy and I said, I want to have $2 million in annual sales by November uh, 2021. So, nice. how, did so you, yeah. how did you choose five years again? Did you just choose uh, it? In my 10-year plan. That's oh, your 10-year. Okay, got it. Yeah. yeah, so five years, halfway there. By five years, I want to have $2 million in annual sales. And that's, you know, you have to remember that $2 million in, in sales does not mean $2 million in profit. No, because, otherwise you would yeah. literally be having 100% profit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and your sales goal would have to be probably $6 million because right. you basically take a third of that and that's your, you know, about yeah. your... <laughs> a third, what is it? A third for your, like, cost of goods, a third for your overhead, and then a third for or like operating expenses and then a third for profit. Yeah, exactly. And so I, you know, I just said 2 million. So, okay. If you take five years and you divide it out, you know, where should you be at your, your 1 million mark? Um, so I did that. So to start out, I invested about five grand into sales. And so I said by my, my first month of of financial projections, I will sell out of my $5,000 in sales. Okay. So Mm -hmm. in retail, that's about doubling it um, on average, but I cut that in half. So I said for my first month, I'd like to do 5,000 in sales for my second month. I'd like to do 7,500 in sales for my third month. I'd like to be, you know, around 8,000 and then slowly building that up. And I'm very fortunate and that I can every every dime that is made from this business, I am able to throw it back into the business and reinvest it um, because right now my husband is able to kind of support us both. You know, it's it's definitely hard, but I really want to put everything I have into this business and in order to meet my little financial goals that I have set, uh, which is in five years to be doing a couple million in in annual sales. Yeah. Really quick. Did you, how did, um, did you use a system? Did you build Google docs or was it like piece of paper that you did this on? Yeah. Piece of paper and pen and a calculator. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Old school. Totally. Uh, you know, back, bringing it back to algebra and calculus, (laughs) you know, what does it look like? Because if you outline this for yourself, you know, and again, that's like shoot for the stars, land on the moon kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. If you, if you sit down and like put these numbers on paper, then when you launch your business and things are going, you actually have your own sales goal. And I, I didn't, this part kind of threw me off because I, like I said, I wasn't planning on really coming back to this section of the document. I just did it because that's the research that I had done said, do it and you'll be glad. I said, mm. okay, whatever, I'll do it. Well, now I'm two weeks into business because I launched December 1st and here I am. I know what my sales goal is and it's really nice because I know that I have spent 
a lot of thought uh, on what these numbers should look like. And I kind of have an idea of what my spring should look like, which um, as far as numbers go and how much I can reinvest in new product. And so laying out those numbers is, is very beneficial. Mm-hmm. So next would be a use of funds schedule. Um, so how do you plan on using your funds? So you start out with, you know, whatever money you have to throw out your business and then how you're going to use your, your funds because you don't, I mean, for me, if you dump everything that you have, you know, your budget into day one, then you're not going to have any leftover money for, uh, things that come up like, um, stickers or packaging material or inventory for the future so you kind of want to space your funds out a little bit so that um, you have kind of like a a train track to go on I guess so to speak Mm -hmm. so you're rolling but you still have okay by January I still have this one extra one thousand dollars sitting there that I am now able to use and pick up more steam um, so having a little use of fun schedules is, is kind of fun to have. Um, and then I guess last but not least is the exit strategy. So uh, it, this also seems kind of weird to, for me while I was doing this. You know, why am I going to exit this? I don't want to get rid of this business. I'm starting it. Well, back to my old Italian neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> Do things in a 10-year chunk. And so I said, okay, well, my exit strategy, I will do a full review and business analysis by 2026 to possibly sell or hire a CEO to manage the boutique side. So again, I'm Resolute Boutique and Lifestyle. So they're basically two businesses that feed off of each other. And so possibly... You know, ideally, I'd like to have the boutique kind of run itself so that I can focus on the bigger picture, which is the lifestyle side of things of, you know, the traveling and the group events and and whatnot. And I know that as that grows, they, you know, it's umbrellaed by the whole business. But I do think it would probably be valuable if I hired a CEO so that the, the boutique ran its own hamster wheel, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's, that's about it. Um, well, actually, one extra thing that I did was a timeline. So I did, like, I wrote out 12 months, and I said, you know, what am I going to be doing in August? What am I going to be doing in October, November, December? And kind of write out a timeline for, you know, six months from where you are. And kind of follow along with that. And it's amazing because I wrote this business plan. <laughs> and my, my mom was like my number one supporter. <laughs> mm, love moms. <laughs> yep. So she knows all of this. And she's just like, this sounds so crazy. Nobody's going to believe you Like when you try to explain this to them. Because it sounds so like out of this world. <laughs> but she's like, now that I know all the details, like, yeah, you got this. And, you know, it's totally possible. And, yeah, so I'm I'm really thankful that I wrote a, such a detailed business plan because, you know, it comes in handy for not only yourself, but when it does come time to hire employees, you've got a document that you can pass to them and say, read this <laughs> and I, ask any questions that you have, you know, do you see ways that you could improve it or do you have any questions, whatever. But either way, having a solid business plan and really spending the time, you, you know, maybe you don't realize it, but you're actually just building the foundation for your business. Like, Mm -hmm. what are your goals? Like, be real with yourself and put it on paper. And how do you get there? What are your strategies? You know, what get into the nitty gritty because when things start rolling and your business is launching or you're up and running, like you don't really have time to go back and outline that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm sure you deal with that all the time, you know? Yeah. I mean, no, that's very true. And I'm just so excited that you just shared all of that. Like it's such good information for people who are listening to, I mean, again, including myself to take advantage of it and just, start writing and get it out there 
Totally. And take that time. Like, like I said, I, I mean, I was really fortunate in that I wasn't pressed, you know, to get this business up and running. And I gave myself that time and allowed myself that grace to really explore all of that. Because um, I started this, you know, I was a stay at home mom in last winter. So I started kind of listening to podcasts and kind of thinking, you know, maybe I could do my own business. And then by spring, tourist season started and I I mentioned you know in the previous uh, podcast mm-hmm. that I, I just love driving tour buses I think it's so fun and so silly and so I've always done that you know as a side gig for myself and so and I wanted to get back into the work scene so I drove tour buses a couple days a week and then um, took care of my son the rest of the week and just you know having that time driving tour buses and having you know going from downtown to the glacier I would have like it's a 20 minute drive so I would have 20 minutes to listen to a podcast and it you know the podcast would be um who is your avatar or the she did it her way podcast of you know inspiration and today's daily quotes or whatever and just soaking it all up and then you know tossing and turning at night and just getting excited for all of the ideas and then actually putting it on paper I mean it's just it's, you got to do it because you will just be so happy that you did, so happy that you laid a foundation and a game plan for yourself. Yeah, I there's like that quote out there that you, you, what is it, you plan, oh my God, now it slipped me, <laughs> plan to, a no, like, no plan is a plan for failure or like not mm-hmm. to succeed, so like not having a plan is planning to fail. Yeah. And, you know, think about on a smaller scale what you have planned and achieved, you know, for for me, for example, um, I knew that I wanted to drive tour buses because I knew that it was like a money making side gig. Right. But you have to get a CDL license. You have to have like be a trucker. <laughs> so, yeah. You're like, and so, uh. yeah. And so it's kind of intimidating because you have to take a road test. You have to know, you know, the parts of the vehicle, you know, what what's a U-bolt and you know, how do you check the transmission oil? You got to know all that stuff, but you make a plan, you know, you study for it, you go take the test and before you know it, you did it. And then, oh my gosh, that actually was not that bad. So just scale that, grow that and create the plan, make it happen. And before you know it, you're, you did it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, so inspiring. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the She Did It Her Way podcast. Did you like this episode? Head on over to iTunes.com to leave us a rating and a review. We would love to hear from you. And don't forget to check out SheDidItHerWayPodcast.com where you can subscribe to our email list so you can receive the inside scoop on our latest episode released each Monday. Now, do us a favor and go make it a great week.